it's now 2020. Shout out to 2020. It's gonna be a big year, uh, not only for myself, but hopefully for a lot of you know my loved ones. And, you know, I hope everyone, uh, hope everyone has a better 2020 uh, than they did 2019. Welcome to 17 Weeks, the show that gives you the real-time perspective of NFL stars living through the weekly grind of the season. Real NFL players, unfiltered, unrestricted, and of course, uninterrupted. Let me start off the season finale by wishing everyone health and happiness in this new year. And with the new year comes the playoffs. So let's get into the new postseason in a new decade. First up, it's Le'Veon Bell. Lev had a strange final week in NYC. The Jets end up getting the dub to end the season. But Lev's future with the Jets is what everybody's talking about, including Lev. At some point, you know, it feels like I'm being attacked on a certain, on a certain level. Out in Buffalo, we got Cole Beasley. Cole was one of the Bills that rested in Week 17, but now he's fresh for that wild card matchup on Saturday in Houston. This is probably the best my body has felt, I don't know, in the last four years. And lastly, if you're a listener of the show, you know we got Jalen Ramsey out in L.A. It was a wild season for Jalen, as documented all season long right here on 17 Weeks. But Jalen missed the Rams season finale, and due to scheduling conflicts, he's a DMP on this episode, too. Did not podcast. But it's all good, though. Lev, Cole, and I, were all going to hold it down for our Pro Bowl corner. We're talking playoff preparation, Super Bowl predictions, off-season plans, and I'll share why the Titans can beat the Patriots. It's the final episode of the season, baby. Let's go. Right here, 17 weeks. Quick timeout. 17 weeks is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. You can listen to it on demand on SiriusXM and for free on the Pandora app. 17 Weeks is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to it, though, make sure you subscribe. Give us a rating and share the show on social media. Now, even though this is the final episode of the season, you can always go back and binge listen to every single episode. All right, let's get to the show. Cole and some other key starters set out against the Jets in Week 17, even though he told us last week that he wanted to play. I mean, I thought I was going to play. I have some stuff that's a little banged up, so maybe that maybe that's why they, they kept me out. But, I mean, everybody really has stuff that's banged up at this, this time of the year. They also wanted to see some other guys play. And then, I don't know, just numbers-wise, they had to bring up a bunch more linemen too. So I think it was just more of a numbers game than it was anything. And, and you know, if they could give me some rest, they would do that at the same time. So it was cool either way. It was good to get a, get a little rest and um, get off my feet for a week but as a competitor you still want to play now there's two trains of thoughts when it comes to sitting out right before the playoffs if you're in a position where you already know your fate in the playoffs I say rest your guys now there's a lot of people a lot of coaches and a lot of players that want to do it the Patriot way if you look at the Patriots historically like they would always play it's almost like keeping all of the momentum that you had in the regular season and rolling it right into the playoffs but there's something about being a starter and coach looking at you in week 17 and saying, hey, you're so important to us that you're not even going to play this week. Now Cole's Bills are getting ready to take on the Texans in Houston. How are you feeling about this game, Cole? Oh, really just kind of sticking to the process and we don't want to make it any bigger or anything, you know, um, some, I mean, even though it is bigger, if you start changing stuff and, and acting a different way, um, maybe bad for some young guys, you know, they might start panicking a little bit. 
um, and, and I don't know, may may get them a little tense, but uh, the coaches are doing a good job of this week of, of keeping the process the same and, and not making it too big for, for anybody. You know, really just excited to, to keep playing and, and excited to be a part of the playoffs. It's a, it's a cool feeling. And what'd you think when you heard that J.J. Watt was coming back to play this week? Yeah, J.J. Watt's a heck of a player. Um, I wouldn't expect any different. He's a competitor, too, and there's there's not many opportunities like this where you, where you get a chance in the playoffs. I, I would expect that he would, he would play anyway. Lev's Jets beat Cole's Bills in the final game of the year, improving to a record of 7-9 on the season. After the game, Jets coach Adam Gase was asked about Le'Veon Bell's future with the team, and he had this to say. He's under contract for three more years. You can ask Joe tomorrow. Do you want him back? You can ask Joe tomorrow. I'm not the personnel. I'm church personnel. In addition to the weird situation with his coach, he got picked for another random drug test last week. Man, what's going on with that, Lev? So, obviously, uh, everybody kind of, you know, seen me uh, post about the drug test note that I got in my locker. Obviously, you know, everybody's been knowing my frustration with it. And I've been, you know, making sure that, you know, I've been doing all the right things and, making sure I'm just keeping my head above water um, and walking in the right direction and everything. Um, but at some point, you know, it feels like I'm being attacked on a certain, on a certain level. You know, I've never, ever, ever, ever been any type of performance enhancer. Honestly, I don't feel like I need to, you know. So at this point, I just feel like they're just trying to, like, get under my skin and trying to mess with me a little bit. Now, the season may be over, but the grind never really ends for players like Le'Veon Bell. Lev, what's your plans for the offseason? What do you do from here? Um, it's like bittersweet because obviously you want to be playing in the playoffs and competing for, you know, a world championship and things like that. Unfortunately, you know, this year that didn't happen. Um, you know, so once I knew we was kind of eliminated from the playoffs and things like that, I knew I had a chance to really get to the offseason, get my body right. I'm, I'm healthy. And now it's a you know, perfect opportunity for me to really hone in and focus on my music. I mean, my plan really is, you know, obviously I have, you know, travel a lot. You know, I'm going to go. No, I may even try to get out of the country. But doing traveling, obviously making music, shooting videos, just about everywhere, kind of like having like like my life on camera, you know, having people see like my day-to-day life. And so they can kind of, you know, see it, just get a little little taste of like, you know, the things that I do and my experience with life and how I interact with fans and, you know, other people, um, how I react, how I interact with my family and, you know, my friends and my, my dogs and, you know, all my, all my pets and things like that. I think people need to get to see the other side of me, you know, that when I'm not playing football. And I'm going to use this up this offseason, um, you know, as a great tool to do that. And I'm looking forward to it. But for Cole Beasley, the season is really just beginning as the playoffs start this weekend. Cole, what do you think about your first postseason in Buffalo? All in all, though, I really couldn't ask for, for a better year and a better season. You know, my first year here, and and we're in the playoffs, so um, that's all you can really hope for. And we we got a shot to um, to do to accomplish what we set out to at the beginning of the year. Um, so that's really awesome. Oh, and also this this is probably the best my body has felt. I don't know in the last four years. You know, really coming to Buffalo has been life changing in, in that regard. Cause dude, like the last the last three years with the with the Cowboys was really rough for me. I had a lot of I had a hamstring that lingered for like two years, couldn't figure it out. 
I had to find like a special. It took me, I looked for all kinds of people to try to fix that injury. And I finally found one dude who uh, helped me with that out of Houston. But I had to, I had to outsource and, and try to figure that out. And I, after, once I got that well, then I had this, this other deal with, with my growing uh, area. I had to get a core muscle surgery once I got to Buffalo. To be honest, if I, if I was in Dallas, I don't even know if I would have ended up getting that surgery or not. Um, I mean, maybe, but. Um, they probably would have told me to rest it and, and it'll be fine. But I tried resting it the whole off season and went to Buffalo and it would still bother me. And, um, you know, they were kind of thinking the same thing as probably what Dallas would have thought. They were like, all right, well, let's, let's do this. They gave me some things to do and let's see how this responds and it didn't really respond well. So then I ended up having to get, get surgery. But after I got that fixed and then rehabbing from all that, that was a tough deal. But after that, like I, I started feeling better than I felt in a in a really really long time. You know, I haven't I haven't had a full off season in the last three years, so I'm I'm looking forward to having a full off season with with Buffalo and you know using all the resources they have and and all the guys that they have here are, are very helpful with um, putting me on the right path to feel as best as I can. So all, with all that being said, it's been a it's been a really awesome year for me and couldn't be happier with how it's gone and and really the decision I. I made to come to Buffalo. Um, they really go uh, above and beyond to take care of their players, and um, I love I love the the team and, and the guys in the locker room. And you know, it's just a really a really cool like community around Buffalo. The fans have been awesome as well, and it's been a blast, dude. How do you prepare for the playoffs? During the year, you always really try to do the right things, but you know it's it's hard to be that disciplined to to do like to stick with a routine all the way through the year and stay doing that every day, day in and day out is really hard. Um, the good one, the really, really good ones are the ones who can do that. But I would say maybe when the playoffs get here, you just, I, I, I want to say you just try to do the right things. Um, I mean, really, you try to do that all year, but I don't know, maybe just there's, there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency of, of really making sure your body doesn't really let you down. So you're going you're doing even more above and beyond to make sure you're as fresh as can be because at, at this point in the season, nobody's really fresh. So I guess everybody's always trying to look for for an edge. So just trying to go above and beyond to, to have your body feeling the best you can because if your body feels good, then mentally um, you'll you'll feel way more confident about your game when you, when you go out there on Saturday or Sunday. So it's really more so like body-wise than anything. Um, the coaches do a good job of preparing us each week mentally for for what we're going against. I usually do a good job of that every every week anyway. So just staying on top of your body is the the main thing at this point. See, last time I had a feeling like this about like our team was was 2016, where, where it was like you know if we play our game, we're gonna be really tough to beat. Like we were, we have a really really good team, you know, and you really feel good about it. Last time. I felt like that was 2016, and that team was really young too. I was one of the older ones, you know what I mean. So, um, it's kind of the same situation with this with this team as well. But um, even even with that being said, we still have a lot of of, of really solid veterans um, through sprinkled throughout the team at, at each position group. So it really kind of helps with the young guys, and I feel like it has helped all year. And it's a big reason for for why the young guys have have played so well and and been able to be so consistent. So let me tell you about how I prep for the playoffs. A young kid prepping for the playoffs, and by young kid, I mean first, second year, maybe even third year player. And then there's the OG way of prepping for the playoffs. The young kid, the young player, super stressed because this is the biggest moment on the biggest stage. And here's the thing. 
A lot of NFL players didn't come from the big schools. So sometimes going and playing against the superstars on the road, like the Bills are, going to Houston to face Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, possibly J.J. Watt. That is some scary shit. I remember being a young player and going to Lambeau Field. Lambeau. I didn't know what to expect. Wild card weekend, my second year with the team, and we pulled the Green Bay Packers. And what's crazy is, like, I just looked at the vets. Because they always say, like, you know, watch us. Watch us. We'll, we'll show you how to do things. And they led me the right way. They were super focused. I remember seeing Randy Moss all week. And Randy Moss, he's a little bit of a goof like we all are. So, like, he would have fun most of the time. But I remember that week, it was different, though. Like, weren't too many jokes. Uh, practice, you know, was a little bit more serious. Um, he had this look of determination in his face. So, for me, I started to approach it the same way. And then as I got older, I realized the young fellas were looking at me. I got to Detroit. Well, actually, in Seattle, we made the playoffs. And I remember the young fellas looking at me. And then when I got to Detroit, I was like the OOG. So um, I think it's just when you're an older player, like Cole is, like he's, he's, he's been there. He's done that. There's a certain calm you have. Like the trick is to make yourself believe that it is another game while raising your level of play because it isn't just another game. And that's a fine balance most people can't connect because if you get yourself too hyped like oh it's playoffs big game <laughs> you have more anxiety more stress and you won't play like yourself and if you're too casual and you're like ah, it's just another game ah, it's just the playoffs i'm good nah then you're gonna show up and get punched in the mouth before you know it, you're on the mat so i think the best way to approach it is like the older players do you understand that this is the same sport you've been playing since you were nine years old you understand that if you lose this game, your ass headed home. So if you connect the two, you can approach it properly. This isn't the regular season. This is win or go home. Show up and show out. Now, Lev might not be playing in the playoffs, but he'll be watching. So let's get his scouting report real quick. The two teams that I see in the AFC Championship game. So Baltimore is a number one seed. So it's Baltimore and Kansas City, the one of two seeds. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I feel like them bye weeks, it's like them bye weeks, it kind of like, it kind of, it's always a one or a two seed that's going to go. It's never really the one and two seed that goes. I think one of those teams is going to drop, drop the ball. And if I had to pick one of those teams to drop the ball, I would pick the Ravens to drop it. Just out of the simple fact that like, I mean, they haven't been a number one seed, you know, and I don't know how long. Usually the Ravens kind of playing in the playoffs and they work their way to the Super Bowl or to the AFC Championship game. You know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun playoff game to watch. But I think I feel like I'm gonna see uh the Patriots and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, I think that's gonna be a, a nice rematch. It's gonna be fun to watch. NFC, I think um, for some reason I can never pick against Aaron Rodgers, especially they've been having a good year this year too. So I'm gonna go ahead and go Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers. And um, San Fran, I think uh, San Fran being a real consistent team. But I mean, the dark horse, I think would be like the Seahawks. Um, I think Marshawn, them added Marshawn, gave him an extra little juice. So we'll see how that works, but it's gonna be a good playoff, playoff this year in both conferences. It's gonna be fun to watch. There's so much to look forward to in the playoffs this year, but the storyline that I'm most excited about, it has to be Lamar Jackson. Now on the flip side, you got beast mode out of the NFC. 
beast mode is back? Nah, I get it, bro. He might not be the same player he was, but the fact that my dude was out of football for so long, they even said like a couple weeks ago he was tailgating with the Oakland Raiders fans, taking shots at tequila. And then he put it on the jersey two weeks later and scored a touchdown. Like, that's some real deal talent. The last thing, Tennessee Titans. Listen, man, you guys been at the kids' table for a long time. Now it's time to order off that big boy menu. The Patriots, they go to the, the metaphorical restaurant of the NFL and they order the, the lobster with the filet. And they order the little wine. They get the, the fancy appetizers, you know, the seafood tower with the oysters at the bottom. Titans, metaphorically speaking, you guys go to the same restaurant and you're like, can I have a kid's menu? Can I get the dinosaur nuggets with the, with the milk and the, and the uh, apple sauces? <laughs> See, I'm not trying to take shots, but I'm just saying, think about how the league looks at you. You know what I'm saying? Take this and use it as bulletin board material. The league looks at you as the little kids of the league. So this new team, man, y'all got to go prove that you're grown up. Go, go sit at the big boy table. Snatch that menu from the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Tell them you want your steak. And just, you know, say, I don't want you to cut it up for me. I'm, a, I'm, I'm grown now. You feel me, Titans? Go ahead and tighten up. A new year gives us time to reflect. And there's plenty to look back on this year. 2019 gave us great performances in sports, music, film, TV, and everything in between. All right, guys. What's your favorite album? Uh, Earth Gang, Mirrorland. It's definitely one of my favorites that came out this year. Man, that's probably it right now. Anytime Post Malone comes out with something, um, I like it because I can I can usually listen to his all the way through, and there's not many artists that I can say that for. My favorite album this year. It's mm, hard. It's tough. I'm gonna go with Black though. I'm gonna go with Black or Six Lakh, wherever anybody want to call him. I think that was my favorite album. He uh he did some special things with his album. Um, you know, I like his music. I like all his songs he released. Uh, so if I had to pick a favorite album, there's a lot of runner-ups. There's a lot of honorable mentions. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick that one. Who was your favorite player to watch? My two favorite I've been saying has been uh, Saquon and uh, Zeke. I think those two is like who I really enjoy watching. Obviously, Chris McCaffrey had a huge year. He always fun to watch. He's a special player. Derrick Henry had a phenomenal year. He, he, I think he ended up winning the Russian title. Uh, so it, it's been, you know, it's been a good year for running backs. How about you, Cole? I always like watching Keenan Allen just because the way he releases at the line is, is similar to what I do. So I like I like watching guys who, who have success, you know, that I can take stuff from that that's, has a similar style of play. So I like watching him a lot. I like watching Edelman. Really, those, those two guys are probably my favorites to watch right now. What's your favorite movie of the year? I see a lot of movies, dude. I thought Zombieland was great. It was hilarious. I didn't know it was that funny. I don't... I think I saw the, the first one, but... I don't know. It wasn't memorable like like this one. Like me and my wife were quoting some shit from that movie for a while. Um, dude, I liked Long Shot a lot too. That was a good one. Big Avengers guy, so love that one. I mean, hated the way. I don't want to spoil anything. Hated the way it ended though. What about you, Lev? My favorite movie was 2019. Man, that's so hard. I literally go see every movie. If I had to pick one, though, I think I'll have to say Avengers. I'm a big uh, superhero guy. 
Um, I think that was my favorite movie. But then somebody else would bring up a movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that probably was my favorite. But it, it's whatever. I'll go with my favorite artist, which was uh, Nipsey Hussle. Now, I used to listen to Nipsey back in the day before he passed away. So his passing uh, was just a, I think it was a reminder of how dope he really was, not just as an artist, um, but what he was trying to do, man. There was an elevation in his spirit, his mind, and how he was trying to educate those that grew up in similar circumstances as him. So knowing that I used to listen to Nipsey and then the world, unfortunately, listened to him a lot more after his passing, but I think they all realized that he was a unique soul. So I'm going with artist of the year, maybe artist of the decade, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, my favorite TV show, Power. That's my show, man. I love Power on Stars. Ghost, Saint, Jamie St. Patrick, uh, Omari Hardwick. That's the actor who plays Ghost. It's funny, you know, I got a lot of suits. I live in New York, so sometimes I'll be walking around like a ghost. I don't sell dope, though, you know what I'm saying? But you know how that go. Um, I'm still one of those guys that I watch a movie, and I'm like, ooh, I'm about to be that. Like, I watch a karate flick and be like, man, I could chop somebody in the face right now. Favorite player to watch? Obvious answer in football is Lamar Jackson. But I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it is. He has to be an android. He has, there's no other explanation. And he kind of reminds me of Calvin Johnson. Like, Calvin was quiet. He didn't really say much. We used to joke with Calvin and say that that little alien in uh, Men in Black 1, remember that guy died, they hit his ear and it was like... And then the little alien was in there like... Or whatever it was. I don't know what the little alien was saying. But we always joke with, uh, <laughs> when Calvin would like stutter or like he'll, uh, he'll have a brain fart or something, or coach ask him a question, and Calvin would be like, uh, uh, I'm like, oh, the alien, the alien's uh, malfunctioning in there. <laughs> I think that's Kawhi, bro. Kawhi has to be from, like, at this point, it's getting obvious. I joke and say, you know, that aliens are here, they're among us. Like, when I met Calvin, I was like, all right, you guys are being... He's an avatar. Like, I get it. You guys, come on. And then Kawhi, he hasn't even mastered the the human language yet. Listen, aliens, if you're going to send somebody down here, you got to have them download all of the human language and emotions. See, he downloaded the ability to talk, but you didn't really hit him with the emotions. Have you ever seen him get interviewed? They'll crack a joke, and he just won't even get the joke. Like, he don't even laugh at the joke. And then, like, when he... He does try to laugh. Like, you can see him hitting the laugh button inside his brain. Ha, 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 ha. Who laughs like that? An alien laughs like that. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Try to trick us with the name. Man, he's an alien. But I love watching him because he's, he's amazing, bro. Big-ass hands. He never takes a bad shot. Like, if you watch him play, he is the most technically sound basketball player on earth. On earth. And you know what else is dope? I like that he just won a ring with San Antonio and was like, I'm out. And then he went to Toronto and won it in Toronto. MVP now in two different conferences. So think about this. You go to Toronto, bro. You give them their first championship. There was, I heard there were stickers on restaurants that said Kawhi and Dime, which basically means he would never pay for food there. They were offering him a suite, the top suite of some luxury building. So now you're not paying for food. A free uh, sweep. I heard they were going to give him uh, a private jet to travel anywhere he wanted to because, you know, Canada is somewhat international. So think about that for a second. You're already going to be a god there because you won. Now you get everything for free on top of what would have been a max deal. And my dude still was like, 
I'm straight. How gangster is that? It's an alien decision. And what type of what type of regular human says I'ma just go with New Balance over Nike? See, all these alien decisions, man, it's obvious. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Kawhi, man. I don't even know, I never met him, but he seems like uh he seems like a cool cat. It's time to wrap this episode with another edition of Quick Outs. But since it's the end of the season, the guys are talking about what's good for the offseason. Cole, let's say y'all make it all the way to Miami. What are you doing after that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Dallas. I go to the Hunt Ranch for a while, um, hang out with my dad, shoot the shit, maybe bring, want to bring uh, Lee Smith out there, a couple teammates, come hang out at my Hunt Ranch. Um, 730 acres of just mine, so we can do whatever we want. There's nobody out there. Um, have a good time, bullshit, uh, drink a little bit, hang out. Um, I'm gonna do. So, I'm gonna go on some vacations with my wife. Probably want to go somewhere out of the country. We've never really been. Out. I've only been to London, and that was for a football game. So um, I want to finally travel a little bit. Um, I'll send my send my kids off to the ranch with with Papa and Dee Dee. And me and me and Kirsten will get away for for a little while. That'd be cool because I've never, I've always been, I don't know, grinding the off season. So I never really took the time to to go on vacations. My thought of a vacation um, was going to the hunting ranch. So uh, it's be cool to finally, you know, go out and see something different, do something new. Um, then other than that, I'll just be in in Dallas or Prosper where I where I live, working out and. I don't know, hanging out till the next season, pretty much. Hey, maybe hang out with some some guys from the Cowboys, some of my teammates from there a little bit, catch up with them a little bit. That's, that's probably about it. Been, I'm hoping the offseason doesn't come for a while. Le'Veon, it's the offseason. What's up, you gonna drop an album? I got a lot of songs done already, but I'm gonna keep working on more. I'm obviously gonna drop my album. I just not, I just not sure when. I'm just thinking sometime in February or early March. You know, and, and, you know, leading up into that, I'm thinking about just dropping songs and singles. And I've been saying it, you know, I've been speaking into tuition, I've been saying it, but I know and I feel that I'm gonna have the number one album this year. You know, my album's gonna peak at number one at some point. Um, I've already had an album that peaked at number five, you know, so I think this has been my best work that I've ever, I've ever done. It's not even close. Um, I really took my time with a lot of this music and um, none of it was forced or rushed. Great content, really things that I talked about. And plus, you now my sound is just getting better from being in the studio so much. So it's like I'm practicing and, and I'm obviously gonna be getting better at doing what I do. You know, so it feels good. Um, I'm excited about it. So my um, offseason plan, that's, that's really what it's gonna revolve around. And I'm hoping everybody um, gets behind me and support me. It'd be greatly appreciated because um, I'm gonna need everybody for real. So um, it's gonna be fun. That's it for the 2019 NFL season of 17 Weeks. I hope you enjoyed the show. 17 Weeks is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. You can listen to it on demand on SiriusXM or for free on the Pandora app. The show is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to it, though, be sure to subscribe. If you like what you heard, which I know that you do, share the show, spread the love, so other NFL fans can binge listen during the playoffs. I'm your host, Nate Burleson. Shout out to my co-hosts, Le'Veon Bell, Jalen Ramsey, and Cole Beasley. This show is produced by Gabe Goodwin, Ben Redman, Mike Midas, Matt Ford, Josh Rodriguez, and Paul Eichten Miller. Sound design and music by Steve Porter. 
Our executive producers, TD St. Matthew Daniel, for Uninterrupted. Shout out to you, the listener, because y'all tuned in every single week. Till next season. This is 17 Weeks. We out. We out.